You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these days as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, twitter.com, at Up Next Podcast is the Twitter account there. Um, Braden Harrington here, Davey Portman. Um, it's it's quarantine. We're it still is. stuck inside. Has it gotten to you yet? No, not yet. <laughs> I, I, I've got to be honest. I, I haven't had my EI check come through Uh-oh. yet, so that's that's kind of a worry. Um, right. Trudeau because, be lying to you. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But honestly, I, I'm enjoying being off. It's work. on vacation. Yeah, I'm enjoying being off work right now. Right. Um, today was lovely. Had a lovely lo- long run. Uh, Stayed away from people. Whilst being socially distant, there are still idiots around who are insisting on walking as close to me as possible. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's going to be a car that kills me more than anything because I keep running Running in the road to try and get rid of people. And I mean, I shouldn't be outside, I guess, but I do need to get the exercise. Uh, But even in quarantine, we're still here. We are. In the BDE, the Braden Davy Estate. Um, we, We do podcasting. That's what we do. We're here on Wednesday nights. Because we're your NXT friends. Friends! And, like, we still watch NXT, and because of this whole thing with WrestleMania and TakeOver, it's kind of being pushed to next week, and one of the matches was tonight that we could talk about. Um, but it's it's a weird time to, to for everyone all over the world. Like, literally everyone, if you think, oh, why this sucks, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, literally everyone's going through it. Yeah. It's just crazy. Um, so, we've been uh, self-isolating. Um, we, we did some home at home karaoke. Yeah, that was fun. We, uh, usually go out to do karaoke. We do. And it's been a few weeks where we haven't got to, you know, it's like our, our itch that we can't scratch where we, we want to go out and sing and we couldn't do it. So we tried these like microphones 
And uh, I, I, what I thought we were going to do for maybe 10 to 15 minutes <laughs> turned into probably like four hours of just literally singing songs from like Linkin Park to the Pocahontas soundtrack. We did a lot of Disney. <laughs> we did once, so much once Disney. one Disney song happened, oh, we, we you opened up, up yeah, the can of worms. Yeah, there. you open up that and it just goes crazy. We were doing karaoke inside and karaoke indoors. and um, It's a good way to learn the songs you can't do. As yeah, well. I learned I can never do Listen to Your Heart. It's too hard. <laughs> it's too hard to do. It's it's those songs that are either too high Listen to your or heart. you drop it down and it's just too low. It just yeah. sounds shitty. Um, Judas, we did try. We did Judas. And we that's did. definitely one as soon as that's in the in the karaoke books. Yeah. I'm doing that song. Yeah, yeah. You got to do Judas, yeah. obviously. So we, we did try that out. Um, we've, we went all over the map and uh, that's kind of how I imagine it's going to be like for the next little while our karaoke is gonna be we gotta get somehow do a live show cause right now I forgot to mention Wednesday nights after NXT we go live and we are live right now on our YouTube youtube.com slash up next every Wednesday night at like 10.30 we go on and uh, shout out anyone here in the YouTube room who's hanging out some of the people in, who hang out are the regulars yeah the I don't know what we call our people are the, the BDE the BDE universe uh, John Ceno in the room just suggested up nextperts. Up nextperts. Uh, you know, we'll work on it. Yeah, we're, we're we're interested in hearing your ideas. But uh, the BD universe. Uh, sometimes they don't even watch NXT, but they just come to hear us talk about they it and hang indeed. out with us. Yeah. So shout out those people. Um, we've been doing a lot of podcasting. Yeah. Um, because we we do this show Wednesday nights. It's always free. It's always going to be free. But we do a ton of other podcasts on the Patreon that we do. Patreon.com slash up next. And uh, it's April Fool's. It's April 1st. So uh, did you did you do any fools? Did you get tricked today? Um. Did you do any tricks? No, I, I didn't. I, don't I was think gonna. So. I was gonna try Were to you trick up you before twelve because that's the rule. You got to do it rules, before midday. But, uh, uh, we're millennials. We don't sleep. At, we sleep yeah. at after till afternoon. Midday's when I say it's midday. Uh, no, I didn't. Um, right. But yeah, it's as you said. It's April first, which means it's a great time to sign up to yeah. to patreon.com forward slash up next. Before we go, I think maybe I did get an inco- like um, an April Fool's by accident. Okay. Because today um, I can't see my my mom. I'm self isolating away from her. I'm scared. I don't know if I have something. She has something. You know, just kind of staying away. So she's like, I'm dropping off some toilet paper and some, you know, stuff for the BD and I'm going to drop it on your thing. I said, hey, if you're dropping something off, I have some storage in my in, for, at my mom's house from years ago of old wrestling stuff that I thought we could spice up our, our YouTube live set that we go. Mm. So she drops all this stuff, says hi to me from afar. We have our conversations, talk for a little bit, take care. And I look down and she hand delivered me with this clear like thing full of all the storage and toy, like all this wrestling crap. And right sticking through is just this, just shining through is a picture of Chris Benoit. Yeah, I didn't have a good rummage, but there's at least three Chris Benoit things in this box. <laughs> so uh, I feel like I was April Fool's there. She's like, ah, here you go. Um, so yeah, April Fools. Um, nice. I don't know what to do with it now. <laughs> They're autographs. I don't know. Oy. Fuck. Oh, anyways, uh, I just made someone's day. Not the opposite. What's the opposite of making someone's day? Ruining your Ruining day. Ruining someone's life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just ruined someone's day by bringing it up. But I had to. Um, but it is the first yes. of the month, and we have been doing so many podcasting. Uh, so much podcasting. It's WrestleMania season, and we are doing a show for WrestleMania next uh, this upcoming Sunday. Uh, we just did a few weeks ago 
a game with John Pollock, Waiting, and Mike Murray where we did this create a WrestleMania game. So I have to remember to shout that out because that was so much fun. So if you're feeling you're missing out this WrestleMania season, just not getting the the, the right thing, go back and listen to that fun game uh, on our Patreon because it was so much fun. But we are going to be doing a review this Sunday. Um, we'll probably, I don't know, maybe go live after the fact yeah. as well. But um, it's been it's been cool because we just record watch stuff, record it, and put it out for our Patreon. And it's been a lot of fun, actually, to be stuck inside at least. Yeah, we've done a lot more. So uh, as you mentioned, we've got all those WrestleMania shows to get you hyped for the big event oh. this weekend. Um, but also, we uh, I just put out a review of Stardom uh, Cinderella Tournament with WH Park. And hey, if you're starved for wrestling right now, yeah. it's a great tournament to watch. The matches are, it's 10 minute time limit matches, so they're quick to watch. Uh, there is a crowd there, so you do, get, um, you do get that energy that we're missing from these empty arena shows at the moment. And the wrestling's great. I, mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I really enjoyed talking to WH about it. And that show's available for all patrons. So including our Cruiserweight 205 tier um, and then you did a show as oh, well yesterday. Like many people in isolation all across the world, I uh, stumbled across Tiger King, and I fell in love with it. I binged it instantly, watched the whole thing, been obsessed with it. I found the link that T- Joe Exotic, go to his YouTube channel, his music videos are up there, he, his, his funerals are up there, his wedding is up there. He even did cross promotions somewhere in the States, probably Oklahoma with NWA. Wow. And he did commentary for wrestling in like these like divey indie spots. Holy shit. I, I dug deep into the world of Tiger <laughs> King and Joe exotic. Um, Carol Baskin killed her husband. <laughs> I mean, we're going there, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you've you obviously got a much more in-depth Yeah, I did a show with... Discussion. Of, yeah, friend of the show, Daniel Lloyd, who does the theme songs for our, like, 8-bit and synth stuff on the podcast and movie reviews and stuff. Uh, I thought, hey, you know, why be socially distant? Even if he lives in New York and I live here, I said, I've never done a show with him. Brought him on for this wild ride of Tiger King, and we go and dissect it in-depth, um... I was telling you, you got to watch it, and you mm. finally did. So, what are you? What are your? Th- yeah, I loved. It. I mean, obviously, this is going to be full of spoilers here, but yeah, I, I absolutely loved <laughs> it. Insane. It was mental. Um, throughout the whole thing, I keep on going like, "Oh, this guy, this this guy actually seems quite normal." This yeah. one here, and then they drop a bombshell, and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> okay." Yeah, pretty maybe much. Maybe not. Um, I want a giant tiger. I didn't no, know. No, no tigers. You're allergic to cats. <laughs> it's Come true. On. It's true. Um, but yeah, I, as you said, Carol killing her husband, I, I believe it. Um, <laughs> it's the way, sure, 20 years have passed, but and this is going to sound really strange comparing um, comparing the Benoit documentary to Tiger King. But, oh, so I, yeah, with, I watched it back and here. forth. Bear with me here. 13 years have passed since that incident. Yeah. And you don't get over something like that and the grief is still there and you hear them talking this is in the Benoit documentary and they're still clearly grieving and confused and angry and upset and all that and then you have Carol being interviewed 20 years after her husband 
just disappears. And she's chill. And she's like... Hey, you cool cat and kittens. Yeah, and she's like rolling her eyes and being, oh, well, people think I fed him to the tigers. I mean, pff, that's just ridiculous. Wow. And there, there wasn't any... Like, I feel... I still feel 20 years on, you'd be... I, like sad and yeah, I, I don't course. know what fucking happened there. Yeah, of he, course. He was there one day and the next I never saw him again. Um but I've been thinking which I think's more fun is yeah. uh who uh who would you have play each part? And we we talked about this briefly on our world championship show yesterday. Um, I said I want the Coen brothers to write and direct this movie. Right, this I think that would be fantastic. Around all all the Tiger Kings. Because people are wondering, yeah. how does The Undertaker tie into this thing? Because yeah. one of the Tiger Kings, Doc Antle, who is very interesting. Played by John Travolta. You I said John Travolta. Yeah. He looked with the ponytail, yeah. like Pulp Fiction style John Travolta, as Doc Antle. He's the guy who uh, had The Undertaker and Michelle McCool in his pool with the Tigers, promoting mm. his like sanctuary thing. Then you got... Joe Exotic, who looks like a WCW mid-carder. Um, so, Enzo, and looks like Enzo Amore, almost, actually. But. Yeah, I mean, I would say, <laughs> as an actor, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Otherwise, I'd get Michael Hayes, or... Johnny Depp. Oh, fuck off, no. <laughs> uh, who would play Joe Exotic? Let us know. Yeah, I think Nicholas Cage. Oh, what about but... Carol Baskins? Carol Baskin, Carol Baskin, I think Meryl Streep. Um, and then give her the Oscar. Yeah, I didn't I, kill my husband. Like I love Meryl Streep, but I saw her recently in Big Little Lies, and she can play a dick as well. Wow. So Meryl Streep uh, for yeah. Carol Baskin. Um, that whole that whole I thing. I think Bill Hader could be her husband. Bill Hader's got to be in there somehow. He's yeah. got to be in there somehow. Uh, uh, Adam I like, Driver as Travis. <laughs> I like that. Um, I think uh, you suggested Batista as John. John, because they look very similar. The weird just tattoos John, and just John misses some teeth. Misses Those teeth, teeth are social distancing. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think maybe Eric Stone Street Cam from Modern Family as James. Perfect on the the ski do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I don't often watch TV shows. I don't really get into them, but. This is a documentary series about this, and every five minutes you just go, what the fuck? Yeah. So I got sucked into it. I loved it. Oh, and the last one is Jonathan Banks, Mike from Breaking Bad, as Jeff. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If he was younger, specifically mm. that. Wow, just a great cast. I, I can't recommend it enough, but if you do want to hear me go like super in-depth, uh, I did do a show. Like like your stardom show, it's available on all the tiers. Even the 205ers uh, are getting that show, so and, go there, check it out. Patreon.com slash up next. We're doing so many shows. Um, but, I mean, we, me and you, we, we basically like have our set days where mm. we live together, obviously. We're roommates. But we like have our set days where we watch stuff record stuff and now that like we're forced to stay at home we've not only been singing karaoke songs and getting drunk but we've also been getting drunk and watching old wrestling matches we have indeed because last night we got into some wild shit it's like if if me and you last night were like hmm let's crack open a good good old one of those good bottles you want to crack open a nice one tonight it's special uh this is what we've been doing with like wrestling matches so somehow last night, um, what did we even, how did we even stumble? Because I know a so, lot of wrestling fans are not, we're not alone. A lot of wrestling fans are like, well, I'm going to go back and watch wrestling I've never seen before. I tend to go on uh, cagematch.net uh, and I look through the match guide and I do by, by ratings, not necessarily like Wrestling Observer ratings, but the public. So yeah. people can vote 
uh, give a score out of 10, mm-hmm. and it all adds up. So we we've knew- been through most of the top ones. So because picked- that's how we came up with our best yeah. match ever show, where we dissect matches. We just did WrestleMania Curtain Jerkers and WrestleMania Main Events uh, past two weeks. But that's how we created that show, because we're like, oh, we just like watching matches that maybe we haven't even seen before. Mm. We've done a best match ever of... Uh, is it Kabashi and uh, Masawa? We did Kabashi Masawa. Yeah. Uh, this month on the Patreon, we are doing Ricky Steamboat versus Ric Flair. So we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna go through all of their like legendary and uh, Masawa versus Kawada. We're yeah. Doing for best so match we get ever. super nerdy and love. Um, we would love to hear your your best matches ever and stuff because we've been just going back in time and just going through. Like you said, you go through cage matches. Even go through, if you're a fan of like Dave Meltzer, go through like his highest rated mm-hmm. stuff and, and pick some. So we uh, once you open the – we've talked about opening a Pandora's box. Once you open a Pandora's box of Japanese wrestling and it's maybe midnight and we're having a few drinks and um, hanging out with Mary Jane, you can't say you want to watch old – especially Japanese wrestling without bringing out Kenta Kabashi. Yeah. So last night we watched Kenta Kabashi versus Stan Hansen. Oh, we in, did in the match battle of chops and lariats and five star match. Holy shit! I like lost my mind. I'm so starved for wrestling that this like blue. I, I like had to have a smoke after. I was like, oh, he Chloe hit him like spoiler. Stan Hansen hits him with his lariat, just knocks him out. It's crazy. Spoilers. It's like 28. Yeah, years I know. Old. I know. I'm joking. <laughs> Uh, so we we watched that, but we also got into some weird ones. Yeah, so I I put on uh, Kenta Kabashi and uh, Kikuchi versus Dan Crawford and Doug Furness, Who? also known as the Can Am Express. Right, right. So um, we watched this one, and this was fucking amazing. This, this is from crazy. May 1992, and from that we went, huh? This Dan Crawford guy is pretty good, <laughs> and just dove down we yeah. didn't we watch a singles with him and kabashi i believe was it rvd uh, oh yeah rvd versus crawford and yeah. all these fantastic matches it's a lot of fun i highly recommend i really recommend that tag match I yeah that, that tag match de- that tag match definitely pulled us in it was it was honestly it was really fantastic to watch um and it's just crazy we've been just going back and finding old... And I know wrestling fans are... We're not alone. I'm sure there are people listening as well being like, yeah, no shit. Like, yeah, what are you you're, talking about? You're just coming onto this now? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if anyone who's like, oh, I have... Like, you guys should check this one out. Well, mm. like, we, we do. Sometimes we... we we watch NXT and we watch some of these matches and do these podcasts. We got to like take notes on it and know what to write and stuff. Mm. Sometimes it's fun to just watch a match and just watch, sure. watch a match. So we watched some AJ Styles in New Japan as well. We watched Kushida from New Japan. We were kind of all over. We were trying to find that two out of three falls Hoovitude and Rey Mysterio match from like ECW mm. in like 96. But I couldn't find it like anywhere. It is, I'm, I think I've looked for this before and it is somewhere on the network. It's just it's like from a... It's from a DVD of specials or whatever. Right. It's on there somewhere, but it's yeah, not the the W uh, the WWE Network is not user friendly. No, it's not at good. All. Uh, I'd rather just type in a match, say the match, say the year, and just say Daily Motion, yeah. and maybe it comes up. Maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. Um, yeah. So that's what we've been doing in our quarantine. Yes, uh, we've been just watching wrestling, doing karaoke, and uh, some drinking. We I've been good. I just make sure I, I save my, my drinking for the Wednesday nights sometimes mm-hmm. and then the weekend. Nice. And I've been good. Because if we're just stuck at home, people are just going to want to drink yeah, all the true. time. Yeah, it's so, true. And I ain't home doing push-ups on Instagram Live. So. No. Um, <laughs> now, before we go into the, uh, into the review, there is one more thing I want to plug. And that is tomorrow 
we are we we're hitting a landmark we're doing our hundredth show on our patreon right um so we thought we're going to go live with this show it's our AEW review um and this will be available to all patrons um including the uh including the cruiserweights everyone who are part of our uh uh, Patreon. Yeah. So uh, we'll send out a link to you all tomorrow so you can join in on the YouTube channel, like many of you are in the YouTube room right now. Uh, it should be a lot of fun celebrating 100 episodes. Yeah. It's, it's, we've done it quick. We've we, gone to this landmark pretty quick, I think. We launched the Patreon when NXT started on USA, and now we've already hit 100 shows. And that's not counting this show on this feed and any shows we've nope. done on this feed. So. We've done quite a fun, uh, a, quite a, f- a fun amount, a large fun amount yes. of shows. That's what we've done. Uh, it's so much fun, um, and I know WrestleMania is like, I'm going in, gonna enjoy it. Just, just kind of, just know what it is, and just kind of feel, just you know, just enjoy it. Yep. Don't. I'm, we're gonna do a review on it, and um, I can already tell you, my, my, there's not gonna be a good. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be good, <laughs> but that's why I don't want to go in negative. I just want to watch and enjoy. <laughs> You're doing exactly I know, that. I know. Someone, um, someone, tell me. I it's don't know. Be I, good. I felt NXT uh, gave me higher hopes yeah. after today. Um, I high, think high still hopes. the the intrigue of Edge wrestling. Um, sure. I think it's it's going to be presentation. I think it's a good idea that they're doing some of these matches, um, like a kind of hokey. Like Boneyard and Firefly Funhouse, which I'm not normally into. Try me, I'll make you famous. But I think you've got to kind of break it up. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm quite. Uh, I'm looking. For, it's still WrestleMania. Fuck, what else am I doing? Yeah. Um, it's just, it's a shame. I mean, I should be there now. I should have flown out this morning. Yeah, you were so supposed to fly I'm this as, morning. I'm as like gutted as everyone. Oh yeah. But uh, I want to enjoy it. That's true. We'll enjoy it. We'll enjoy it. Um, another thing we should mention is. Um, I know on a show we mentioned a few weeks ago that we did uh, a, a drunk order. Yes. We went to ProWrestlingTees.com and we wanted to support our friend Scrump and his Pro Wrestling Tea cast that he does and has so many cool wrestlers and, and famous people on. Way famous than us. He had Way on today, too. He did. Um, Cowboy. Cowboy Way Ting. And um, so we thought, let's get... We were lit and we thought, let's order some shirts from his podcast from there and then we added on some other things i wanted an inner circle hat for some reason um and somehow some way we uh we ordered the shirts we're both wearing right now and uh do you want to describe the shirt we're both you made me wear we you made me wear it while you're wearing it and i know this is a podcast so you can't see what it looks like um yeah so you you decided that we should order yeah these Mad Braddock shirts, <laughs> uh, famous punch and biscuits. Uh, so that's what we're so, wearing right now. So we ordered. Uh, I ordered some AEW stuff. I got a Kenny Omega shirt. You got. Uh, you got some o- Orange Cassidy stuff. We got some pretty cool shirts that we ordered, and of course, Scrump um, threw in some some rando shirts and stuff. Um, but um, he says he's not sure that anyone's ever bought a Mad Braddock's. Why they're sure. so they're so fetching in a beautiful yellow? Oh yeah, you have to describe <laughs> that it's in yellow. It's a beautiful shade of yellow we, which matches my complexion so well. What kind of? I don't think yellow goes with anyone. Yeah. No one, right? No, not no, really. No. no. Like I said, you got to be tanned. You got to be tanned. Yeah, and have uh, handlebar mustaches <laughs> yeah. that are blonde. Mm. 
and uh, I'll stop there. Yeah, it's but a terrible. We're, but we're wearing a Mad Braddock shirt. We, if in your time of need, you're supposed to be sp- supporting like your indie wrestlers and all these things. Well, we chose Mad Braddocks. Yeah, why not? It's a good shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we got other cool shirts. Yeah, but yeah, we got a bunch of cool shirts. That um, we'll be wearing on the YouTube shows from now. That's on. right. Now we got things to wear. So shout out Scrump and Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, I still owe you money for that. You do, yeah. yeah, yeah. I could do with that. You know, <laughs> I don't have a job. <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, so I guess we should get into the show we are here to talk about, and that is NXT from April first, two thousand and twenty. So we have WrestleMania coming up this weekend, which features the NXT Women's Championship match between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte. But next week on NXT, there will be a women's ladder match, six-woman ladder match, which are they still going... Is that not less than 10 people still, I guess? Yeah. Sure. Um, So they're doing that, and the winner will face the winner of Charlotte Rhea Ripley. And so TakeOver kind of starts tonight, and it then continues next week. Yeah, uh, and I, I would assume maybe the week after as well. I don't know. They're, they said they're going to be doing... They've taped a bunch, right? Yeah, yeah. And so next week, is it TakeOver Tampa? Are we still going to call it that? Are we going to... Everyone? Every week's TakeOver Tampa? No, no, just next week. <laughs> well, this week was as well, right? Yeah, but let's just go with next week. Because <laughs> it's got week? the ladder and it's got the the Johnny Champa. Okay, so... Do so you want to just say that? TakeOver Tampa. Part... Kind of. Three. Part two. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Is this part one then? This was technically part one. Okay, we've got a title for the show, sort No, 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 no. TakeOver... <laughs> Tampa technically no, part this one. Was That's not... what we're going to call the show today. No, no, no. You've heard it here uh, first. So Joaquin Wilde made his takeover debut tonight. Though. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's only when the logo comes up. It was, which yeah. was the main event. Yeah. Okay, we'll get there. Uh, so um, they start off by telling us that our commentary team is Tom Phillips. And are you ready for the greatest April Fool's joke ever? <laughs> Tom Phillips is your commentary with Sam Roberts. And I was like, "Oh, you got me, guys! That's uh, that's that's some funny stuff." And uh, they weren't joking. Yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan of Sam Roberts, to be honest. Um, but give like to give the guy his dues. Like he's not a commentator, and he's been called on to do this. So right. I I didn't think he did too bad a job. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't great, but I want I'm, I'm hesitant to like like just criticize him sure. because. Imagine we got called up. Hey, yeah, do yeah. you want to... We'd be shit. Like, realistically. Hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> Done it before. So, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll get on to his commentary, I think, as we go on. I went to school comments. for broadcast journalism, okay? I told... My first day uh, in school, they said, what's your goal here? What do you want to do? What are you going to be? I said, I really like Jim Ross. I think he's great. I'd like to take his job. And they're like, we don't know who that is. <laughs> but all right, you're 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 determined, kid. You're determined. Now I want Kevin Kelly's job. Yeah? You yeah. want to do yeah. New Japan? I want to move to Japan. Right. He doesn't speak it. Neither nope. can I. I want it. Uh, Sam Roberts and Tom Phillips are your commentary team. Not an April Fool's joke. We start off with Velveteen Dream, mm. who is looking a lot like Prince with these purple pants. And uh, he's taking the extra measure that some people are in this pandemic, wearing gloves. Yes. His whole match. Yeah. He wore the gloves. Um He's going one-on-one against a member of Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish. So, Velveteen Dream, 
the storyline kind of fizzled because of this wrestling kind of fizzled right now. The mm. whole world fizzled. I kind of feel bad for Velvet Teen Dream. It's really cooled off, in my opinion. No one is thinking or caring about this, I don't think. No, and while it doesn't help, Cole hasn't been around. Yeah. I assume he's not... I assume he's just staying at home I don't know, uh, for I this. Guess. He did like a, a promo from his home last yeah, week. Yeah, in his pool. Um, but, yeah, we haven't had the champion. We were meant to have... Uh, like a uh, in-ring celebration last week, and he just sent him something from he home. He was just in his pool. So imagine, he didn't and, even like, hang out with his dentist. And that's fine. Like if that's absolutely fine. Yeah. He's doing what everyone should be doing. One hundred percent. Really. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Velveteen Dream came back. He had this weird feud with Roderick Strong, where the matches weren't really that good. No. And Dream Dream is a unorthodox style. He he kind of reminds me of Cena. It's kind of the creator wrestler. Okay. Like, I'm going to try doing this move and that move. And it works for him. Like, it works for Cena. Yeah. Um, but it's just been, like, a beat off for me. And this feud has really fizzled out. Yeah, I agree. 100%. I, I, was not, I kind of forgot this match was happening. And I was kind of like, oh, I'm not really into this at all. I wasn't feeling it at all. It's cooled off completely. To be honest, the whole angle of that being the storyline is kind of soft mm. to begin with. Oh, I tricked. Ro- I told Roger Strong I wanted to hook up with his wife. Just joking. I want you in a title match, so I locked you in a cage and beat you up once. Mm. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> there's been weird. There's been a lot after watching Tiger King. That's a lame. Uh, that's a lame. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I need something a little bit more. It's just not working, and spicy. obviously it's been derailed as well. Yeah, it's um, obviously like shut down. So it's just kind of like in this weird like limbo phase, mm. right? So we won't be seeing Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream next week. But don't get wine on your Brad Maddox shirt. I know, I almost did. Wow, no, at least I'm you're good. not drinking I'm red good. wine though. Yeah. Um. So Velveteen Dream, Bobby Fish. Bobby is going to fight the good fight in, in honor of his Undisputed Era boys. Um, Dream is acting very sexy, doing the sexy thing. He has Bobby's head kind of lower and starts, uh, like, thrusting his hips. He's cheeky. Uh, Bobby Fish doesn't like that and starts to hit some series of kicks, kicking Velveteen Dream all over the place. That But Dream fights back and hits a double axe handle off the top. And then a super kick. I love a Velveteen Dream super kick. He goes yeah, up they're top. nice. Yeah. They're a bit different. With his white boots kicking mm. you in the face. Um, he goes up top for the elbow drop, but Bobby gets out. Yeah, this bit was funny. So he climbs to the top and he's doing his his pose like the Val Venus, wiggling his hips yeah. before hitting it, as he always does. And Bobby rolls out the ring. And obviously there's, we noticed the last couple of weeks, there's this kind of uh, thing where they go, right, make more noise, be more vocal. Yeah. We saw it, it was way more obvious last week. <clears throat> But they're trash talking a lot more. The referee is is being louder with, yeah. "Hey, what are you doing? Oh, break up there, break up there. Oh, come on, one, two, yeah. doing all the counts." But here he's like, "Bobby, where are you going?" <laughs> it's like, and "Sorry, it's like, I'm dodging." Sorry, he was gonna hit his finish rump move on me, so I rolled out the ring, mate. Like it was just a really, just a weird call from the ref here. It made me laugh. Bobby, Bobby, Fish. where are you going? Bobby Fish rolling out of the way. Where are you going? I'm dodging the elbow drop. Duh. But then he eats another axe handle from from the dream to the outside. Back in the ring, Fish finally gains some advantage and does a dragon screw. And bless Tom Phillips for calling it a dragon screw. Fish continues to works works the leg, and we're not even like maybe not even ten minutes into the show. And Sam Roberts already makes a Carol Baskin reference, comparing Velveteen Dream to Carol Baskin. It, yeah, it was. It seemed very forced. Uh, I know. I know Moro probably writes down a lot of his kind of pop culture yeah. 
comments, but he he slips them in so seamlessly, right. and they they also tend to make sense to what's going on. Yeah, it didn't but make sense. Sam here is going, oh. Why does he wear pearls? It's weird. Like, why is he wearing them? And Tom's like, well, he's not wearing them right now. Yeah, he's not. So, yeah, but sometimes he does. Um, and Tom goes about, oh, well, you know, the dream has this exotic look. He's like, oh, well, it's more like Carol Baskin. It's like, you. it's so <laughs> forced. It's, really it's forced. very WWE. Like, like the, oh, that's popular. If Let's the dream came out, it. if he came out in leopard print... Yeah. You're like, whoa, dude looks like Carol Baskin. If he came out with a tattooed tear, he looked like Carol Baskin. <laughs> uh, it, it just, I was like, oh, I love that you're you're making that thing. You're trying but I just, to, but I was you like, know Moro would have had something like way better up his sleeve. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was just like, just like, uh, Dream is so uh, flamboyant and exotic. He is uh, like Joe Exotic. He's Carol Baskin. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, understand. weird. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. You, you, with your, you're so up to you date. You watched Netflix this week. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. So, so did oh, I watched a lot of Netflix <laughs> this week. Um, Cole, I mean, sorry, not Cole. Bobby Fish works the leg, but then Velveteen Dream fights back. Gets him up on his shoulders and hits the Dream Valley driver and Velveteen Dream pins Bobby Fish just like that. And he grabs a microphone and says, Adam Cole, why don't you put your video games down because the experience is coming and this experience is going to push you. I'm going to push you hard. So Velveteen Dream wants the NXT title, still pretty much calling out Adam Cole. Uh, Adam Cole launched his like gaming thing this week right okay so it's like velveteen dreams like stop with your twitch yeah shit um you're the champion stop tweeting about twitch <laughs> yeah i this match didn't really do anything for me it went for three segments and i i was disappointed because i i think i said on this last week oh i'm looking forward to seeing bobby, bobby fish. fish in singles because he's he's good and we only ever see him in the tag matches so i'd like to see what he he can do he didn't really show off anything no. here. They're talking about him being like a submission master and all his like, jujitsu and that. And he did a dragon screw. He did a dragon screw and kicked him a few times, but yeah. didn't really show off any of that. As I said, I feel Dream's just been a beat off ever since he's come back. There's something. I mean, if you can't have a good match with Roderick Strong, like what's going on, right? True. And and I felt the same here. Um, and then another thing I had, I criticism I had, and this was just the, like the the producing of the show this week, because it happened a few times in the women's as well, is they cut for the second commercial break, and when they came back, it went right into the finish of the Dream Valley Driver and the right, pin, right? And a match is already broken up, like the fl- you lose the flow from having commercial breaks yeah, anyway. Yeah. So you're fighting against that, but to come back to the. F- right to the finish it just feels cold you kind of need warming back into the match and the amount of time that was left just shave a minute off the match and finish and go to commercial break after it before the third commercial um so this yeah that bothered me and especially get back to that in the women's yeah yeah like why couldn't you just cut like 30 seconds off have the match finish have him cut the promo commercial break i don't think you're wrong because this was i kind of was really bored by this match nothing happened in this match and it's it's definitely hard without that noise of a crowd it's true um i mean i i'd be interested it would still be weird but just as an experiment uh to see someone dub like canned crowd oh, i don't no. like i don't like canned laughter and oh, all that no. 
But like just Big just out, yeah, but just out of interest of watching a match back with kind of this canned audio, does it does it help it or does it take away even more from it? Because it would you obviously can see help it, but it's just weird. It's it cheating. is weird, yeah. but this is weird. Um, we should mention as well in the first kind of break of the match, they advertised Edge's twenty four special, yeah, which I'm really looking forward to seeing. So this is Edge coming back at the Royal Rumble and his whole secret return here, yeah. Uh, it sounds pretty interesting. I believe the story is he had a motorbike accident, so thought, huh, maybe I can wrestle again. That's weird. And then the Revival kind of started training him. So, so like, hey, Edge, you almost died by a motorcycle accident, but you survived and worked out and you got really buff again and your neck is fine. Well, we're the Revival and we're not doing anything since NXT. Yeah, this this, this documentary is going to be the most TV time they've had for a while. Yeah, I all think. year. All year. Are they WrestleMania? Uh, no. no. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I think uh, I definitely like to talk about that down the line. I mean, we just did maybe a month ago our best match ever. Edge. Edge. That was a lot of fun. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm interested in that 24 special. It looked really cool because it shows him even behind the scenes on his show Vikings. Yes. It was cool. Uh, he looks like a Viking. We have a recap of last week where the, the new tag team debuted. Mm. There's a lot of new faces showing up. Fresh faces here in NXT because of this whole world pandemic thing. Malcolm Bivens and his associates uh, shows the recap. Now, last week, I was a little upset because he goes, I'd like to introduce you to my associates. And then doesn't introduce us to his associates. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Allow myself to introduce myself but then didn't do it so we're like okay cool we it's like you know when you're at a party and you're like oh by the way this is brayden yeah and but you're going who, who the fuck are you introducing yeah. me to <laughs> yeah you're just like this is brayden i'll be right back yeah <laughs> but like you don't know i don't know who you are so now yeah malcolm bivens is now being interviewed backstage with his associates, because the interviewer is like, oh, you're here, Malcolm Bivens, you're here with your friends. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. associates. Mm. They're not my friends, associates. I'm a business manager, Malcolm Bivens says. This is Rinku. I'm pretty sure he says Rinku. Rinku, yep. Rinku. He's six foot four, 275 pounds. And then over here is Seraph, who is six eight. And over 300 pounds. Damn. That's a big boy. The size was like those like Russian dolls where it's like it's yep. big, small, medium thing. Because he, he's so tiny. The other guy's 6'4". He's big. It, even they were so big and he's so short. <laughs> the actual like framing of it looked weird. Because they're too big. He's kind of cut off from the shoulders, which, <laughs> which looks strange. Because you normally want kind yeah. of chest up, right? Yeah. Um, and but it's because these you guys are frame huge, which was it's fantastic. That's what you want with a manager, I think, to look. So it's like he's like uh, he's like, and these are my backup. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so Rinku and Seraph, and he says, these are my my associates. We're here to to terrorize NXT. I dare someone to get in their face. I dare. This is Bivens Enterprises. And then uh, it cuts to the two guys, and they start yelling in a foreign language. Uh, but uh, John Ceno, friend of the show, mm. he's always um, up to date with, with his wrestling knowledge. He yeah. knows a lot, and he, he likes to soak up everything. He instantly uh, rewound 
and filmed them speaking. I, I don't know what language it was, if it was uh, Punjabi or not. It was Punjabi. And then sent it to one of his friends who then translated it back to him and told us that it was something about, we're going to bring the pain and everyone will cry and beg for mercy. Damn. Wow. Real r- original, yeah. deep promo. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean that's why they've got Bivens, Bivens. there. Um, I thought Bivens was fantastic. I'm I know he he's Stokely, right? Yes. I I've never seen him before. Right. Um, I've heard about him, but yeah, I thought he was terrific. He he's going to be someone that really gets under your skin in a good way, um, and you're you're going to want to see him get beat up as well one day. You're going to see want to see him get his take his bumps, come up and of and, course. Yeah, so I I, I kind of like this right now. Um, I have no idea what these guys are like in the ring. Uh, we'll well, we saw them we'll do like see. a clothesline or something last week. Yeah. It didn't look. I'm like not going to judge him on like a beat down. It's true. Um, in an empty arena, you know, like uh, wait to see them work a match. Well, everyone's going to cry and beg him for mercy. Yeah, uh, but I I liked Bivens here. I thought he's fantastic. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. <laughs> Too, not just the wrestlers. Do, I do see down the line as well, maybe a kind of, uh, I'm, I'm talking a long time away, but a war between these managers like Robert Stone and Malcolm yeah. Bivens won't work right now because obviously it's two giants and Chelsea Green. Yeah. So that's not going to work. But I, I can see them signing up more and more talent yeah. for their roster and probably having, he'll probably have a, a female in his, yep. uh, what's he called it, Enterprise. I think that could be fun, some sort of warring managers. Yeah, Robert Stone will get two giant male dudes. Yeah. Male dudes. Males. Send AOP back. AOP. Oh, God. Are they doing anything? Uh, I think, well, I assume they're back home right now. But they were in that whole Rollins faction. But that's that's now been replaced by Angel Garza and Austin Theory, by the looks of it. NXT is thriving. (laughs) Angel Garza and Austin Theory. Yeah. Leave the memories alone. We lost some more. Austin Theory, I was just talking about him in Evolve just a few months ago. And <laughs> you were telling, you tell on this show, you're like, this guy's going to be huge. And, well, so huge, he's at WrestleMania. He's at WrestleMania. Asterix. Yeah. WrestleMania Asterix. Doesn't That'll be the happen? new logo. Just a... Yeah, it was technically a WrestleMania, but remember it was during the, yeah, all right. Yeah. Um, someone who I think also wears protective gloves is coming down to the ring. But uh, if you weren't sure if someone was coming down to the ring or if your TV switched channels to Netflix because it sounds like Stranger Things. Yeah. His theme song is a complete rip of Stranger Things. Love it. He comes down to the ring. Dexter Loomis I, is his name. So we do a show called Was Next. And in Was Next, one of the kind of... We're going through 2012 NXT. NXT. So it's early NXT, uh, beginning of the Full Sail era. And there's the Ascension. And they have this, the most kind of dramatic entrance of anyone oh, in NXT. And it was terrible. But it, it doesn't work. You don't believe them. They're kind of posing. They're screaming. It's all like flashy strobe lights. But it's kind of lame. I think the complete opposite here. I I genuinely think this guy is scary looking. Mm. Um, the fact he doesn't blink, he's... Oh, he, that's hard. It's really hard. So you're saying Dexter Loomis is going to have a one-hour match, but for 30 minutes of it, he's going to do a staring contest? Maybe, maybe. Like Pro Wrestling Noah? Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Uh, that was not but good, But no, I, I thought his entrance here, the whole the music and the lights and just the look on yeah. his face, this this dude is scary. Like, I wouldn't want to bump into this guy. Uh, 
like walking home at night. Um, he's got some strange looking eyes he's got he it's the it's the blue isn't it it's just really striking um yeah i i'm digging this character a lot so dexter loomis who his name alone already is horror movie relations with the stranger things theme and he's i don't know if it was sam or uh tom phillips but he says never trust a man who never blinks Mm. which is true yeah because like that's scary i can't i can't do it very long i i'm pretty good at staring contests but I don't know. The hardest is um, when, like, I've done shows where I die, like, halfway through a scene. And okay. then you've got to, like, stay dead. With your eyes open? Not, well, eyes open, but, but. like, just just doing anything, being still. Because, obviously, as soon as you're told right. you're not allowed to move, what do you want to do? You want to scratch? You want to fidget? Yeah. And it's the same with blinking. As soon as you're told, you can't whereas you'll zone out and, like, stare off and maybe not blink for a while. Right. But as soon as you're told don't blink, it's like, ah just really want to blink your eyes start watering it's Ugh. yeah he he did this well and he continued this through the match as well so he never blinked he keeps not blinking <clears throat> but dexter loomis is going up against a debuting jake atlas yeah now this guy um had some buzz from the interwebs the wrestling twitter wrestling internet community <laughs> Um, he's he's been making some names all over the indie scene, and to kind of see him finally, I've only seen like clips and, and stuff of him on Twitter and online, so I'm not like super familiar with him. But a few people and like friends and listeners of the show have like months ago when he signed, like, "Yo, this guy is sick!" Like, watch mm. these matches of him. Um, so it's cool to see him show up here, um, and he's going up against Dexter Loomis. So instantly I thought, oh, poor guy. Yeah. And it's kind of what happens. Dexter Loomis, Jake Atlas, and Dexter Loomis just like pummels him, strikes him, beats him down like a like a horror movie villain type thing. Just like, ugh, beats beating on him. Uh, but Atlas fights back and hits this like rope jump springboard flying arm drag, but then runs into a spine buster from Loomis. Um, he gets out of that. They're fighting back and forth and Atlas hits a Huracan Rana sending him into the ropes and it's like um sorry it's it's Loomis that just gets back up and sends Atlas into the ropes almost like the 619 position yep draped on this like the second and then Loomis you think he's going for a 619 <laughs> yeah. or something which was like okay weird instead slides under the bottom rope to the outside to his feet and then uppercuts Jake Atlas in the face kind of like gold dust yeah sure that they it's just kind of showing his Oh, He's this weird. guy's weird. Ho oh, ho, instead of hitting you, he slides under the ring and then hits you because he's spooky. Um, he's back in there, and Loomis, back in the ring with Atlas, goes for a clothesline, but Atlas counters it with like a moonsault type backflip thing, jumps up and hits this like pop up neck breaker. Looks awesome. Loomis goes to the outside to get away. But then Atlas hits a tope, a suicide dive there. They go back in the ring, and when Atlas thinks he has control, there's a double throat chop, and then this, like, side effect type move, like Mm. a side Uranaki. But as he lands the move, Loomis turns it into, like, a submission, kind of like Jake Hager's been doing on AEW. Um, And Atlas taps out. Dexter Loomis beats Jake Atlas just like that. Uh, So spooky things this guy uh this was just okay this was just a squash match essentially i i didn't really like this i love the character of dexter loomis but i think jake atlas got way too much in and it's it's one of the things i normally like about the the kind of 
jobber matches because they're more enhancement talent and yeah. they, they get to get something in. Here, I don't think the Dexter Loomis character was the one to do it with. I think Loomis needed to just kill someone. Yeah, just And I didn't see any kind of real kind of creepiness in his move set or anything. Well, he slides under the He slid under the ropes. I feel he should have been, like, like just killing this guy. And then not letting go when he gets this choking at the end and just be scary because from his entrance you're like oh this dude's scary and then he just wrestled it reminded it was a criticism i always had of finn balor he didn't change his style at all when he was the demon and it was something i just thought okay your entrance is cool but i'm not getting anything demonic that's how i i thought as i said atlas got way too much in i feel they should have just got a local talent if they could yeah and just been killed in 30 seconds and yeah. show off his finishes cool the side effect and holding on into the into the submission yeah, it's all right um, I like the lot not letting go of that. I thought that looked cool, but um, no. yeah, it wasn't much. Really, wasn't much. And they're t- trying to make this guy a scary movie dude. Mm. Obviously, Dexter Loomis, Stranger Things thing, and looks like you know a scary guy. It's almost like a scary movie, but killer, you know, stalker type thing. But it's maybe it's just not coming across that way. He p- but he he He's plays good, it yeah. well. I'm not I hating think, on but it's, him. It's yeah. his actual wrestling it's like yeah. oh now you're doing a spine buster it's I, like you're gonna lock up and do some arm drags it's like come on you're i'm a i'm a big I, I was mentioning to you i'm a big fan of the weekend and he just put out some new music and he put out a music video where it's he's a huge like he has a song called escape from la like he's a huge john carpenter fan so in this music video i think it's something your eyes or something it's it's shot for shot like Michael Myers, like Halloween with different like things, and his face is like emotionless and like with a like a knife following mm. someone chasing this girl through like everywhere in a music video for a pop song, and I'm like, whoa, it's interesting to see a pop star kind of do that and like really works. It's it's what the song I'm not really sure yet, but the video I was like, whoa, this is pretty interesting, and then you see like that's just like a music video, whereas we've seen so many wrestlers try to do this like. I'm a serial... Like, Dexter Lewis, you should have had him after he beat this guy go, okay, cool, I got to go return some videotapes. Like, American Psycho. Like, that's the avenue maybe you go down. Don't just... Also, you got Dexter, you got Loomis, which is Psycho, Scream, and uh, Halloween all into one. Mm -hmm. Dexter from Dexter, and then the Stranger Things theme song. That's three cross-breeding horror genres there. Maybe, you know, one step at a time here, Dexter. With the Stranger Things, uh, but I'll, I'll I'll let it let it go because now's the time we're seeing all these new guys, yeah, and new stars here in NXT and in wrestling. Like we we're not sure if we'll be continuing to watch these wrestling. So if it gives these guys a shine, it's pretty cool still. Mm. So I don't want to do that. But all this horror movie and killers and stuff, why not add a new guy who's got the same gimmick, killer cross vignette, and uh, he's coming soon. TikTok on the clock. Will Killer Cross show up soon? Obviously, with this, he's got the horror movie like that's his his gimmick too. Yeah, true. uh, Different. He's more of a like a killer. Like the whole thing is Dexter Loomis is kind of dead inside, emotionless, um, psychotic. Whereas Killer Cross is more like a kind of Joker, if that makes sense. Like a more maniacal and like enjoys it more we'll see i'd say with his harley quinn yeah i'd say you can have two different killers on nxt (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't want any killers in my <laughs> wrestling anymore. You hear me? No more killers in wrestling. Oh, boy. That's the last time we're talking about killers in wrestling. Although American Psycho, good movie. Um, so it's a recap of Johnny Gargano and Tomasa Champa with their whole brawl through the Performance Center. And next week, get this, someone was listening to us because we said, yo, it's the Rebel Heart versus the Black Heart. Mm. Why don't they promote it as that? Well, now they do. Good. <laughs> next week, they call it Black Heart versus Rebel Heart. One final beat. I'm, I'm like, yeah, cool, great. It's going to be them doing insane stuff and then probably some crazy spot angle. Uh, In some weird warehouse thing. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, there was no mention easy. of that. Yeah, it was no mention of that. The Triple H still has to find his building. Yeah, it's going to be hard with all these shutdowns in Florida. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just looking for a building. Uh, I bought I this. Uh, I don't see any groceries there, sir. Go back home, please. You're quarantined. But, but that, that building over there looks. I owned it. I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like uh, like Batman, The Dark Knight. Didn't uh, Christopher Nolan? Buy a building just so that Heath Ledger could blow it up as the Joker. I think so. Yeah, that's Triple H. Yeah. Uh, I bought this building. Why, sir? Go back home. Because I'm going to let two of my employees fight in it. Well, I hope they're going to be six feet apart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that match you can find now on... Uh, they were put out for free, mm. the social distancing match with Joey Janela. Um, it is now time for the last chance gauntlet match yes was this always a gauntlet match i was i was either not paying attention or i thought this was a six woman just match right okay maybe i'm wrong well gauntlet match now a gauntlet match how would you describe that you start yeah you have you have a match and the winner of that progresses to the next one it's so unfair it's very it's a a ridiculous match idea right i think i agree um but i was um instantly intrigued because look, Io Shirai returned last night, last week, mm. and I'm very excited. But you know, she had all this time off, and you know, people move on. Uh oh. I'm not saying I moved on. You moved just on. Say, I'm just saying, Shotzi Blackheart, big fan. She's great. I, I'm not coming up with a funny thing because people will send me dirty things because <laughs> of her name rhymes Blackheart. Be respectful. So talk about her wrestling brain. So so what I'm going to say is. <laughs> Shotzi rocks me. Good. Excellent. Right? Cool. Yes. Shotzi <laughs> Blackheart um, versus Diano Perrazzo. Yes. Is the first match in this gauntlet match. And uh, no, I, I actually, I, I like all my, like I say, all my wrestlers with interesting looks. And Shotzi Blackheart comes out with green hair. Um, usually she has got her tank and everything's just like, she's just cool. She's badass. Yeah. And Diano Perrazzo's gimmick is like the technical wizard the what does she call herself the virtuosa the virtuosa mm. with her fujiwara armbar uh they do a, a technical back and forth they're like trading holds and getting out of them and shotzi hits like a cannonball senton in the corner but then answers to a huge pump kick to the face from perrazzo there's then this like nasty like double face stomp would, would you call it to the face where like perrazzo kind oh of stamps yeah on her she, face? it's Face it's like stamp. the rubbing your feet against the forehead kind yeah, of thing. I remember it's, Guerrero doing it with like yeah. one foot thing kind of thing. Oh, I look kind of, I don't know how you fake that. It, you just stomp on their feet. I guess it's the way you land quickly look like you are jumping yeah. on their face. Um, so she does that, but this pisses off Shotzi because it probably hurt. 
Um, and then Shotzi beats her up, goes up to the top rope, and hits a top rope senton and pins Deanna Perazzo. Shotzi Blackheart advances in the gauntlet. I of the of the gauntlet matches, I I really enjoyed this one. It was mm-hmm. short, but I thought both looked good. Uh, Deanna is someone I want to see more of because we we've seen her come out quite a few times and just take an L, and I, I think she's good. Um, so I definitely want to see more of her down the line. Uh, maybe give her to Bivens or something. Uh, I, there you I, go. I'd like. Oh, a, yeah, that's what's going to happen because Chelsea Green's yeah. with Stone. Yeah. Uh, I just like a bit of direction with her. I know you can't. Your focus here is kind of Shotzi and Dakota later on, uh, but I feel like she's got something. Yeah, as well. I agree. Um, but I was pretty impressed with because I think Deanna Perazzo is very like technical mm. and like kind of. Oh, like all about that style. And then here comes Shotzi, like, outdoing her, essentially. I love the Shotzi hits a load of sentons, mm-hmm. which has loads in her arsenal. And there's a bit where Deonna's kind of in the ropes, almost like the ready for the 619. And Shotzi just hits a senton into her there, which was like we, we don't normally one. see. It looked really cool. So up next, Shotzi has to go one-on-one with Zaya Lee who was supposed to be in the match last week, but Io Shirai basically took her spot, it's, it had seemed. So Zia Lee getting her last chance here in the gauntlet against Shotzi Blackheart. They go back and forth. Now, Zia Lee, uh, like, gets some offense kind of, like, early on, and they go back, to, they go to a commercial break. And when they come back, it's basically um, Shotzi turning it right around, beating up Zia Lee and hitting this, Butterfly float over into like a bridging backwards cattle yeah, mutilation. I don't, know, what you'd call I don't this. know the name of this move, so uh, by the time you're listening to this, someone had probably already told me mm-hmm. at Up Next Podcast. Um, this move looks so cool, and Zaylee taps out instantly. And I'm like, holy shit, that move looks sick. Shotzi now going 2 and 0 in the gauntlet. Yeah. So quickly, what did you think of of that Zaylee little interaction? I, I like mean, that nothing move. really happened there, yeah. but the uh, the submission looked great. Yeah, uh, it really did. Um, and then up next is Aaliyah, mm. the chick from the six. She comes down and she dukes it out with Shotzi. She keeps trying to get like a backslide and then uh, a roll up, small packages on Shotzi, but she keeps kicking out. And then they both get a small package, but like when it's, you don't know who who's getting the pin, so they keep rolling and rolling around the ring. They get to their feet, and Shotzi's looking a little dizzy. Love that she sold it like that. And then what does she do? She locks in the submission again on Aaliyah. This time she hit a tiger suplex. First. Oh right, yeah. Um, <laughs> We've been she all watched of- Triple H at WrestleMania 30. <laughs> we have this. We have this. We did the Curtain Jerkers Best of Show. And Triple H, Daniel Bryan is on it. And in that match, Triple H hits a tiger suplex on Daniel Bryan. And me and you are strictly under the belief that during that, at WrestleMania 30, before that match, when they were going planning it, Daniel Bryan was like, yo, Triple H, hit this move because you're going to look cool as fuck. (laughs) And Triple H is like, yeah, all right, I'll hit a tiger suplex. And Shotzi hits one, looks amazing. I geek out. And then she turns it into this submission move. Yeah, it was great. And we we give Aaliyah a lot of shit here. Yeah. Uh, she's been there for six years. Right. And still looks green a lot of the time. I thought she looked good here. Um, I thought she, she looked like she'd improved a lot. I thought a lot of her strikes looked good. She hits this huge kick uh, to Shotzi right at the beginning of the match in the corner, which I thought looked good. Um, she's She's 
finding her character a lot more. She's kind of screaming, I'm more deserving throughout. Uh, so I want to give her some credit because I we normally give her a lot of shit. Yeah. I, I did see an improvement with her this week. Um, some well, people it just takes more longer than others. Yeah. Talk to Angelo Dawkins, you know? Didn't like, didn't Aaliyah get the, the storyline where she broke her nose? Yeah, well, yeah. she faked it, didn't she? She faked to, it. For, yeah. Maybe ever since then she's just better. Yeah. Right? Ever since she broke her nose, you know? Um, I don't know. She can take a tiger suplex really well. Yeah. Cause this I mean, th- awesome. this was still showcasing Shotzi for sure, but yeah, this was, I thought Aaliyah this was did cool. look good here. Because you had Shotzi win with a senton, win with this submission, and then hitting a, su- a tiger suplex into this tiger submit. Shotzi Blackheart is the tiger queen. Mm. That's it. Okay. That's who she is. Um, I, I was super into this. And then... It now continues. Shotzi, 3-0. and yeah. What a badass. She now has to go against Caden Carter, who comes down to the ring. Now, realistically, kayfabe speaking here, you go, Caden Carter, you ain't got a chance because just Shotzi's killing everyone. And boy, were you right. Caden uh, gets in and um, basically gets beat up by Shotzi like, pretty much early on. They go to commercial break. They come back. And we see Caden eating a senton and Shotzi pins her. Again, this was the other point that really annoyed me because, as you said, it it went to commercial, came yeah. back. She was pretty much climbing the ropes as we went back. Just just save the match to after commercial. Yeah. We've just had the end of the match. Could, you could Have Caden come out and come back after commercial and you do it. Yeah, it was weird. Um, yeah, weird. But yeah, Carter seems to be... Um, might be pushing for enhancement talent of the year because she's she's jobbing on Raw, she's jobbing on NXT, all over the place. Yeah, uh, she didn't even get that much offense. She didn't get like, anything. Really, yeah, really, nothing. Did she? It just builds up Shotzi here. So yeah. me, um, I'm like thinking, wow, this is like a lot of fun, this gauntlet thing. Shotzi just had four matches, essentially, that were really short but really cool, all to get to the big bad boss, mm. the last person in this gauntlet. Dakota Kai, she comes down to the ring with her her uh, henchwoman. Yeah, What's Raquel her? Gonzalez. D- Diesel. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Lady Diesel. Lady Diesel. Raquel Gonzalez. She's standing there. Uh, Dakota Kai versus Shotzi Blackheart. Now Dakota gets some offense in here. She's hitting like these like axe kicks, these pump kicks to the face, like off the apron when Shotzi was like lying down. Uh, but Shotzi keeps fighting back. Gets some offense in and hits a beautiful belly-to-back suplex on Dakota Kai. Um, Raquel Diaz somehow is trying to get involved when the referee is there. And then there's a huge suicide dive from Shotzi to both Dakota and Raquel on the outside. Um, and then she howls like a wolf. She's She's been doing that on her Twitter. Nice. Not that I looked through her Twitter, but <laughs> she's been doing it on her Twitter. She howls pretty well. Like Teen Wolf. Greatest movie ever. Um, and she sends Gonzalez into the ring post, but then as she's going back in, Dakota hits the Dakota kick. Not the D- no Dakota kick. The yes. Dakota kick. Go the- yeah, go to kick. Yes. Yeah. Uh, have we seen her do this before? Not I, as a finish. I don't. Think. I don't know if she's used it as a finish. It was kind of a weak finish, in my opinion. Um, Dakota Kai pins Shotzi Blackheart, and my heart turned black. When I saw Shotzi lose here, um, I I really enjoyed this whole gauntlet kind of thing, mm. mostly because Shotzi was doing Evolve not that long ago when we did some of the Evolve shows. Ago, yeah, and then she had her 
her she signed to NXT and she tossed out Shayna in that battle royal and that was crazy. She showed up in the fucking Royal Rumble. That's crazy. She just keeps moving forward. But you know what? After watching her here, I don't know I don't know how Shotzi's not going to be pushed into that next level. I think she's a long-term project yeah. and I think they're constantly keeping her in your mind but having her fall. Yeah. So having like her eliminate Shayna, having her run the gauntlet here just to fail at the end. Yeah. Um there are there are other women who are who've been there longer, who are a bit more polished than her that need their times. Your Candice LeRae's, your Dakota Kai's, your Rio Shirai's. Yeah. Um but I think having this with Dakota Kai, uh, sorry, with Shotzi Blackheart, just reminding the NXT fans, it's going to just babyface her more and more. Sure. Um and I mean, you had that back in the day with Bailey, didn't you? She would always lose. just lose, but have, like, win the respect of the crowd and the love of the crowd um, eventually until some people kind of graduated and it was her moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought I thought this was great. Um, yeah, the, the go to go to Kai, go to go, go to, to feet, kick, go to kick um, didn't look as good as some of her other finishers, but the. All, all of the other like kicks and strikes from Dakota Kai, just her aggressive side she's got now looks great. Um, and Raquel Gonzalez did kind of cause the win um, mm-hmm. yeah. by distracting. Uh, obvi- this was obvious, though. We, of course, we knew Dakota yeah. Kai was I, moving I'm forward. saying I'm upset because th- I was actually just really impressed with Shotzi Blackheart here. Yeah. She was the star of this show to me. Um, but uh, it just makes so much sense with Dakota winning this. There was... Now, I think Tom Phillips is fantastic. Um, okay, he's, yeah. he's been kind of filling in on yeah. a load of these shows. Um, but there is a moment where Sam Roberts is going... Like, Tom's criticizing Dakota Kai because Raquel Gonzalez interfered in the no DQ match. Yeah. And Sam Roberts going, yeah, well... That that was the rules. They agreed to a no DQ match. That means anything goes. And where were all of Tegan Knox's friends? Like Raquel Gonzalez is standing up for her. And Tom goes, Oh, but Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai have been friends for decades. I'm like, decades? Knox is 25. She's from Wales. Dakota's right. in New Zealand. How have they been friends? They were friends when they were Were they like eight. met over Bebo when they were eight or something? <laughs> they met on... And just been chatting all those years? What was 20 years ago? What was going on like 20 years ago? They were on... Ha- was Habbo Hotel 20 Habbo years ago? Habbo Hotel. That was wasn't 20 years 20, ago. 20... What am I? Club Penguin. That's how they became friends. Teen chat. Did you ever go on that? <laughs> no. That was fun. <laughs> I, used MS, I used MSN Messenger. Oh, you'd go on teen chat and then you'd get their MSN. Oh, And then right, you'd realize right. they're a... 40-year-old man from West Virginia and kind of... Yeah, please have a seat over please, there. Yeah, go away. <laughs> I'm Chris Hansen. <laughs> um, I, I really enjoy... I don't know how we got there, but I enjoy... Uh, I enjoyed this gauntlet match. Um, I, I It's a good time filler as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, the star of the show was Shotzi Blackheart yeah. to me because... She she delivered. You, I, you, I, uh, you look and that is the the star making formula that they've kind of come aco- pro- upon for the yeah. last few years. Uh, Seth Rollins did that kind of hour long gauntlet, which he ended up losing, but started winning the fans over again. You had Kofi Kingston uh, was the star of that gauntlet last year, which started off his like propelling him towards that WrestleMania program. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is it's a good thing to 
it shows they have a lot of faith in Shotzi Blackheart. That's what I'm saying. And and you know what? I see star. I see a star, especially after tonight. You know, she she's got the different look, the green hair, the mm. tattoos, the the crazy doth goth kind of thing. It works. It works for me. It's a whole. It's a whole character. Uh, I always, you know, I, my your favorite wrestlers. You always look at how they look is a big part of it as well. Yeah, and I absolutely. think she's got something there. She as, stands out. Yeah, exactly. It's it's she's great. So we get a recap for WrestleMania, the NXT women's title on the line, Ripley, Flair, who could win this uh Saturday, Sunday, depending whenever that matches. I don't think they've released a list of so, when what is happening. Um yet. Yeah, I, maybe we'll do some uh, of these weird predictions for this weird mania a little later. Because mm. it's weird predicting when something's already happened. But something that is happening right now. Kushida comes down to the ring. And he's going one-on-one against Joaquin Wild, A.K.A. DJZ from the Impact Days. So Kushida, Joaquin Wild, and Sam Roberts and Tom Phillips start discussing how Joaquin wears his like EDM type outfit thing yep. here uh well first of all if Joaquin Wilde was actually EDM type he'd come out in like rave gear mm. like full-on like no like some interesting glow sticks and stuff but he's more so the DJ is what yeah. they're saying and Sam Roberts says that EDM culture is not for me I am not surprised yeah it yeah. doesn't look like it's for no. Sam Roberts he looks like he doesn't know how to have actual fun mm. <laughs> Um, but then I'm upset. I, the reason I'm picking at him, not only does he bury EDM culture and Joaquin Wilde, he buries Kushida. <laughs> he says, out comes the Colossus of Cosplay. The fuck does that mean? The dude likes Back to the Future, okay? <laughs> it's not a cosplayer. Maybe mad. You can't that's how you describe this 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 athlete here? That's how, that's what you chose to Alright. Your first time calling Kushida? I would have been. I would have been pulling everything. This guy did this. He does this. You want to see him do arm bars? No, he just likes to wear the Marty McFly outfit. Yeah, because he's a cosplayer. He loves time. I'm not dissing cosplay people, but like it's Kushida. Is that going to be the feud, Killer Cross and Kushida? Because they're just feuding over who like, who's the master of time. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, TikTok, right? Yeah. He's like, no, I am the TikTok. Because what's this? What movie? What other movies deal with time and the time machine? Yeah, could be that one. I mean, no, no, no time travel movie. Pretty much any time is travel better movie. than Back to the Future. Nothing will ever top it. Like, there's no better time traveling. Not Doctor Who. I can tell you firsthand. Hey, hey, <laughs> Doctor Who's had way more longevity than Back to the Future. Whoa, no. Back to the Future is a movie, though, and Doctor. I'll give I'll give uh, Sam Roberts one thing. He did say, "Did you know that uh, Kushida's only seen three movies?" Yeah. <laughs> Back to the Future 1, Back to the Future 2, and Howard the Duck. <laughs> and as a person who has a Back to the Future tattoo on my body, I can tell you that even Howard the Duck is a worse movie than Back to the Future 3. That movie fucking sucks. <laughs> so, uh, but it also has the same uh, actor in it. Um, yeah, anyways, nerding out over. Kushida versus Joaquin Wilde, and Kushida... Uh, has been doing this thing where he just hits arm bars out of everywhere, like the flying He arm. can hit it from anywhere, essentially. Right? And that's kind of the story here where he, he's doing it kind of early on. Joaquin is wild, and he's doing like all these cool flashy moves, and, and Kushida's had enough and counters him into the arm bar, the arm lock, the arm hold, but Wild manages to get to the ropes early on. He hits a running beautiful head scissors to Kushida, 
And then there's references of the koala challenge, which, no, I do not want to try with you. I don't even know, want to know what it is. Just move <laughs> on. Um, there's like a fl- running, flying, sling blade, sliced bread kind of innovative move from oh, Wild it's, here. Oh, it's, like yeah, it's like a leaping neck breaker kind of thing. It yeah. looked awesome. It looked really cool. Um, but Kushida gets up, and Kushida gets the offense and the advantage and hits him with this swift kick to the arm and like the hand of Joaquin Wild and he goes flying back and he's selling this this kick to the arm and Kushida goes hey are you okay <laughs> <laughs> are you all right this was weird and he's <laughs> like so, yeah bro i'm selling <laughs> so first i was like did the ref just ask that cuz it, it looked like Kushida just asked that and then there's a pause on commentary and Sam Roberts and Tom Phillips are like yeah why is Kushida asking him if he's okay he should be focused I on mean, the match. i mean i'd have tried to edit this out maybe I no did. i loved it it was it was strange it was funny well, but i think i yeah i think kushida thought he genuinely hurt him he's like yo you okay are you okay and he's like yeah yeah i'm fine he's like oh okay cool hits a backhand <laughs> string elbow then does a hip toss into the arm bar yeah. and Joaquin wild taps out just like that so yeah maybe that was all part of the storytelling of this match where kushida's like oh i hit you in the hand are you okay yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Oh, yeah, you aren't for now. And then locks mm. you in the arm hold and you're, and you're done. And you tap out. Um, this, was, this was a lot of fun. It was short, it was quick. But yeah, I thought this was really good. Yeah. And again, they were trying to kind of build up other stars. Uh, Whacking Wild, they, they did the kind of respect angle at the end where yeah. Kushida's like, hey. Wild didn't want to shake his hand though, but then does. He eventually did, but he kind of, you can't see what they're saying, but it... They were essentially going, yeah, let's do this again, yeah. I felt. Wild was like, I, I think I, I can He's get like, you. Yeah, I, I can, can get, get you. you. I can get you. Uh, I liked this a lot. I thought this was a great little match. I love Kushida hitting this cross arm breaker. This flying arm bar out of anywhere yeah. is just incredible. Uh, I want to practice doing a hip, hip tossing someone into an arm bar. Mm. Just incredible. Looks just great. beautiful. Um, we go to commercial break after this match and we come back and it says, during the break... And it's Joaquin Wilde walking in the parking lot here, and he's going home, and he's being interviewed, and he's like, look, yeah, it was a good match, but I'm I'm upset. I lost, and I've been here since signing to NXT, and all I do is lost, lose. I thought that I was going to make an impact, and it just seems – and all of a sudden, you say to me, oh, uh, hope he doesn't get kidnapped – and a car pulls up, and yeah. two guys in lucha masks get out, and they go, ah, and they kidnap him. I, yeah, I, we've got to say during, I think it was during this match, they bring up Raul Mendoza. Yeah. Because, yeah, it was this match, because he lost to Kushida. Right. And Tom Phillips is like, ha, wherever he is, just laughs. <laughs> Come on. That's our two-time up-next enhancement talent of the year you're talking about. Yeah, there, Tom. Tom, you don't care Come what on. happens to employees, like co-workers of yours? <laughs> He was kidnapped in a van last week. Now, um, so I believe there are these, there's this tag team that have been signed that a lot of people think these guys are. Yeah. However, uh, we're talking about him a lot today. John Ceno. Yeah. um, Our, like, the up next sleuth, I guess. Our detective, our journalist. Yeah. Is. Reporter. Said that it's the same mask that Cedric Alexander wore when he teamed with Roman Reigns. So it's Cedric. Could this be Cedric and Ricochet? Right, it could be. I mean, they're both doing nothing. Okay, well, let's think about this. 
wow, it's been a while since we have a murder on a uh, murder, not a murder mystery. mystery, but a murder <laughs> mystery here in NXT since uh, who shot Alistair Black. Yeah. So uh, let's put this on the table here. Uh, who would benefit from kidnapping Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde? Why would anyone want those two people? They both lost to Kushida. So the question is, why aren't we asking Kushida some questions? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Kushida's like, be ya? You don't need to be here anymore. Uh, so not only did I learn from Tiger King that Florida is dangerous and fucked up, but... Also still watching NXT, even outside the Performance Center. Parking lots are scary. They're dangerous. Was this the PC or Full Sail this week? Oh, Because I, I know they were Full Sail. Who cares? They look the same. They're both empty. Yeah, both in Florida. It, it looks the same. I yeah. really can't tell. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I, I like that idea of it being Cedric and Rick. You want Ricochet and Cedric Alexander to be kidnapping the cruiserweights of NXT? Over being on main event? Sure. Okay. I guess. I don't know. I mean, clearly it's just going to be this tag team who's like, well, we just, yeah, we want to kidnap people. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just don't feed them tigers. Who's next on the list? To get kidnapped? Yeah. I hope it's not Kushida. It's probably Kushida. Oh. Kushida. He's going to get his, he's going to get kidnapped. Try to arm bar this your way out of This could get dark. One. This, there could be like hostage situations. Whoa. And, yeah. wild. Someone's going to have to deliver that 7-Eleven pizza to appease the isn't that what they do what hostages? during a hostage situation there's always a guy who comes in with pizza what the fuck yeah they, they always order pizza have you, have you never seen a hostage movie yeah but like come on someone back me up here someone getting yeah there's always like hey and we want pizza and there's oh. like a cop comes in it's like they check it for like bombs and shit and they like give the pizza because they want to feed their like hostages and wow. keep everyone happy whilst being wow Wow, the more you know. Yeah. So that's how you get free pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I got out of that. Okay. <laughs> so will we find out? Uh, will we find out who is the kidnappers here in NXT? The YouTube rumor backing me out. About here. pizza About and pizza. hostage situation. Every hostage situation. I don't know. I've seen Taken. Pizza. She didn't get any pizza. That's not... I'm talking like a bank hostage situation. I've seen the movie Hostage. That's just Willis. like... There was no pizza. That's just sex trade there. It's a different thing. Jeez. Uh, wow. We're yeah. getting dark. Yes. <laughs> they always want pizza and a helicopter. Exactly. Thank you. Right. Well, I know in, in Die Hard, Hans like says he wants these like politicians and stuff released, but it's all a, a ruse to get money. Mm. Just like wrestling. Don't get me wrong. They want more than pizza. <laughs> They normally want money. Look, <laughs> we've got three. We've got NXT wrestlers Raul Mendoza and Raheem Wild here. We need four meat lovers. Stop. <laughs> right? Oh. Bring it now. Jesus. <laughs> so then we got to start going through the NXT roster of who orders their pizza, how, and then be like, if if the people if the people in the mask the masks order. Hawaiian pizza, mm. then we know it's not Wei Ting. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and we also know they're wrong because pineapple does belong on pizza. Hey, it's, it's 2020. Anything belongs on exactly. a pizza. Yeah. yeah. You can have pizza that's made out of pineapple, yeah. motherfuckers. You could have cauliflower pizza. Yeah. Or you could have frozen pizzas. Yeah. Or 7 Eleven pizza. What would you do if you were in a hostage situation and you got like 
frozen pizza, like Delicia. It's like someone fucks up. They're like, yo, it's a quarantine. Nothing's open. Yo, what are they doing in lots of situations now? They can't get their pizza. Two meters apart, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, just crazy. So just like that, um, there's kidnappings and thievery in NXT. But we go now to our main event. Okay, this is where TakeOver Tampa officially starts now. Yes. This is it. Because their logo pops up on the screen. Mm-hmm. That means it's TakeOver Tampa. Except where it said Tampa on the bandana, it now just says NXT, I believe. And you want that bandana. Sure, why yeah. not? It can go on our set. There you go. You can wear it like Shawn Michaels. Yes. I'll wear it like Shawn Michaels. Um, main event time. It's from TakeOver Tampa, which is not happening this weekend. So mm-hmm. it's happening here tonight in an empty arena. It is the North American Championship on the line. Damian Priest, Dominic Dijakovic... And the champ defending Keith Lee. Now, they do this, like, cool intro shot. Entrances. They come out with their entrances. They all stand in the ring, the three guys. And then it cuts to each guy while being introduced. And it gives, like, a tale of the tape with, yeah. like, their, their name, their weight, their where they're from, their, like, their skills. <laughs> It was like, yeah, they're, they're finisher and, like, if they're, like, a kind of powerhouse or a technical wrestler or whatever. It, yeah. Yeah. And then it's the like on a video game where you're selecting your character and right. showing their kind of top yeah. trumps card. Uh, but so TakeOver Tampa, not only is it a triple threat main event, North American title, it's also Big Lads Wrestling. It is Big Lads Wrestling. They're big. They all, are. all of them are big lads. Um, I love this. Uh, they're trying to make give it a big match feel. And I, I hope this is I, I imagine this is what we're going to get with WrestleMania, kind of the white lights. Yeah, I know they always do that with NXT, but I think for your your big title matches, it, it gives it that extra feel. It does, and, and I, I think they should do this with WrestleMania. And I love the tale of the tape, and they even had a good camera angle we haven't seen them use, which was kind of high up in the corner, looking down at yeah. the three men. It looked cool. Uh, I thought it looked really good and gave it. It gave it a more of a sports presentation, which I think is works for these empty arena matches to kind of try and. But we say this about New Japan or just Japanese wrestling in general. The way it's shot, it looks like you're watching Olympic wrestling. The sports, exactly. Yeah. And I think they were trying to go for that effect here. Um, once the match started, it it kind of just felt like Normal. WWE. Uh, but I I enjoyed this. Yeah, I, I did. It got you into the match. And again, there's no crowd here. And this was a match that was supposed to be tap- happening in a big venue, and it, it isn't. So we still kind of treat it. And you could tell some of the stuff in this would have went over the top with the crowd. Yeah, these guys weren't holding back. Yeah. They were delivering the match they had planned yeah. for, for Tampa. It definitely seemed that way. Uh, I had a lot of fun watching this. Let's go into it. Triple threat, Damian Priest, Dominic Dijakovic, Keith Lee, North American title, um, they all kind of go at each other. They, there's a series where, early where they all hit each other in the head with a kick early on, yep. knocking each other down. They go to commercial break. They come back. We see this really cool move where Dijak is lifting Priest up like he's dirty dancing with him. Mm-hmm. And Priest j- drops down and spikes Dijak, Dijak with this like DDT. Yeah, that looked nuts. Um, yeah. Super like Dijakovic was just vertical. Yeah, standing upside on his down. Head. Upside it looked down. Great. It looked really <laughs> it good. looked crazy. Um, there's a spot where, now, hear me correctly, if you know what Keith Lee is, Keith Lee's the biggest of them. Yes. Like, he's just big. He's a big dude. He gets lifted on the shoulders of Dijakovic. Dijakovic puts Keith Lee in an electric chair. Yes. And then, off the top rope, 
Damien Priest does a spinning heel kick, knocking Keith Lee off, and this, they all fall. You see, you see Dijakovic's holding him up, oh. but you see him struggling. He's like, yo, hurry the fuck and up. Priest is taking his sweet time oh, I'm just going gonna to climb this. And you're like, Damien, Damien, <laughs> hurry up. Jump! <laughs> He's like, oh, I can live forever. What are yeah. you talking about? He, I'm a vampire. <laughs> He's just climbing up, just going in and hits a spinning heel kick. Heel kick looks awesome. It's like a doomsday device off the top. Crazy. Again, the crowd, if there was one, I don't know, the crowd kind of, was kind of dead tonight. <laughs> but the crowd would have been nuts. Yeah. Um, there's then double choke slam from Dijak and Priest to Keith Lee. Take him out. To the outside, and then there's a razor's edge from Damian Priest to Dijakovic to the outside. So a razor's edge, but Keith Lee on the outside catches Dijakovic in midair. So Priest in the ring runs against the ropes, dives to the outside with like a tope con hilo, but like the one where he even like bounces off the ropes too. Just crazy to both men. On the outside. I want a compilation to some kind of love song. What's the What's that love song you're playing all the time at the moment? Listen to your heart. Listen to your heart. With just Keith Lee catching Dijakovic constantly. Because he's he's caught that guy a lot in the last... Yeah. Just have them like lovingly looking at each other and Dijak just jumping in his arms. Yeah, it should be it should be a thing. Yeah. Because they're eventually gonna be a tag team. Someone more skilled at editing Listen than me. Every time he catches him, yeah. there's like a three more times in this match. I know. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so they're all down. They go back inside. Dijakovic goes up top and hits. goes for a moonsault, but he misses it, rather. And then there's uh, sit-out choke slams from Priest and Dijakovic as they go back and forth. Um, there's a spot where he goes for a choke slam counter into like his the Reckoning, the crossroads, essentially. Yep. But they kind of slip out of that. It gets, gets a little slipped up. But then they get back to their feet, and Dijakovic... Uh, goes time to fly and does his suplex toss to mm-hmm. Damian Priest and Keith Lee catches Damian Priest and then power bombs him on to Dijakovic not once not twice but like three times and then he does it four times he so four it, times it, it, it's it, nuts he's power bombing Damian Priest on to Dijakovic who's like back is exposed multiple times and then finally on like the fourth time lifts him up and hits the spirit bomb on Damien Priest this but- is crazy like this isn't a cruiserweight he's doing this to no. Damien Priest is a big lad and Keith Lee just deadlifting him like these repeated power bombs and then popping him up for the spirit bomb this looked fantastic like when you google how do I get a hernia that's yeah. what I think of because <laughs> he is lifting this dude. oh yeah it's pretty impressive. This is, I think, the spot where the crowd was would have really just got louder it. and louder and louder. Yeah, because yeah. it was like, how are you doing this? Because Damien Priest is not a small boy. Um, and somehow he wrestles like one because there's um, a Hurricane Rana off the top rope from Damien Priest, which is just insane as well. Uh, but Dijakovic at one point hits a flying elbow drop. Uh, Lee is up top with both guys at one point. He looks like he's trying to double superplex, yep. which is that you're a madman. You're a beast. But it's countered. He gets double choke slammed off the top rope. And Dominic Dijakovic hits a corkscrew moonsault to Keith like Lee. Into a senton almost. Splash to the face. Crazy. Really. Right on Keith's head. And Keith Lee kicks out it too. Yeah. Holy. Holy. So Dijakovic has literally pulled out everything. This crazy corkscrew move. 
and Dijakovic can't get the win. And this is where, on the outside, Damien Priest goes under the ring and finds a nightstick, the one he's he's used recently. And he goes into the ring. He takes a swing at Dijakovic, but he gets lifted onto the shoulders of Dijak, who's got the, the like torture rack locked in. And he's going for the feast your eyes. He flips Priest over to hit the move and lifts the knee to try to hit him in the face to, to connect it. But the nightstick is there. And he basically does his whole force, knees the nightstick, selling the knee. He's like, holy shit, that hurts. Priest drops out because he's still beat up. Dijakovic turns around, selling the knee injury, gets lifted onto the shoulders of Keith Lee, who hits the Big Bang Catastrophe, or the BBC, and pins Dominic Dijakovic. Keith Lee retains. Keith Lee, still your NXT North American champion. Uh, Yeah, this was a lot of fun. This triple threat, all big lads wrestling. They're doing things that these guys shouldn't be doing, but somehow they still managed to do it. This was a lot of fun. I feel like if you had this at your takeover, the crowd would have really been into it. They basically hit all their their, their marks, hit all the spots, did some crazy stuff. And yeah, I really liked it. Uh, I'm kind of, I don't want to say I'm shocked Keith Lee retained, but I'm like, he could have put it on one of the other guys and just kind of make it. I, I don't know. I see Keith Lee holding this for a while. He'd be um, the next champion, NXT champion. That's why, like, you could now would have been the time to take it off him, but it's, it'd be fine. But I mean, if Cole's not wrestling, yeah, like, we don't why, know why who will be you... wrestling. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of concerned about title changes in general right now. Like, cool, then your champion sitting at home. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, I know. I thought this was fantastic. Um, over the course of the whole show, the the first match really didn't click with me. Yeah, um, or you, as you said. But then from the like the uh, Gauntlet match, I really enjoyed the Kushida Wild match. The show built up, and I kind of forgot as it went on of the empty arena thing. There were still moments where it's like, yeah. oh, this, this would be getting a huge reaction. But I got to enjoy the wrestling for what it was this week, which I haven't been able to say over the past few weeks with WWE products. Um, I These three guys went out. They put on the match they were going to give in Tampa didn't hold back at all i thought it was i thought it was excellent um and i thought i'd kind of maybe be bored of the sort of dijack lee stuff mm-hmm. but i'm not yet no and they like i could it see another it. one well this saves it yeah the only way you the only reason you pinned me was because this idiot vampire who uses a nightstick hit me in the knee and then you i turn around and you pinned me that yeah that's the only thing thing is he can say that but he kind of had an excuse last time exactly oh the only reason is so now he's back so it well no now he the next i mean whenever this happens the next excuse is he makes an excuse again but then he turns like fully you turn him heel right and then that's when he'd have the one more fight forever match with keith lee literally at the next takeover that ever happens if ever happens SummerSlam. but yeah, I, I really enjoyed this match. This was my... I, I, I'm not taking away from that gauntlet match because I really quite enjoyed that thing. I, I enjoyed but, Wild Kushida as well. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was great. But I will say this was my match of the night. I thought this was a really strong episode of NXT, to be honest. Under the circumstances, uh, obviously, this is the second week in a row I think we've had these empty arena matches right. because we had the video, uh, package. The video package week. Um, but I thought it was a lot stronger this week. Some really solid stuff. Yeah, my takeaways were obviously this this takeover Tampa 
match that technically happened right yeah. right here. This was part of it. This I was, was meant take, to see this. Yeah, I was meant sure. to be there. You were meant to be there right now. I wasn't Tampa. there. <laughs> I wasn't there yes. in Tampa Bay. You know, next time you go to Tampa Bay, you could go down to uh, the Tiger guy in Myrtle Beach. Or no, that's that's in Myrtle Beach. I was talking yeah. about. Is it? Oh no, Carol Baskin's the one in Florida. Oh god, don't go there. <laughs> um, so yeah, I quite enjoyed this. I will say that first opening match with Velveteen Dream and Bobby Fish took the little excitement I had right now of watching. And you know, you, everyone right now is kind of like, ah, oh, life is just weird right now. So I was like, oh, wrestling, and it's NXT. I should be super excited, and I was. And then Velveteen Dream and Bobby Fish. I don't want to say shit the bed, but like it was not good. Where I was like, wow, is this what wrestling I mean, is? Also, now? for me, I'm not in the in the mood for it. It's have you ever seen stand up and like you've been in a bad mood? Something's pissed you. Something's. Wait, you were in a bad mood and still chose to go watch stand up live? No, there's, live? there's been time. I mean, I'm using it as an example. Yeah. Like, I've, I've had like tickets to something and something's happened just before and right. I'm in a bad mood and it's like, I'm not finding this funny. And I, right. I, I kind of get that with. I agree the match wasn't quite there. Yeah. I don't think we'd have been shitting on this in a normal, like. Yeah. circumstance but you kind of have to warm into it this mm-hmm. no crowd thing yeah I, I enjoyed the the episode uh, and I have to say that uh, Gauntlet was pretty fun and interesting yeah. and there's a whole story there for Shotzi down the line as well totally Absolutely. here in, in NXT yeah this episode started slow but I, I quite enjoyed it uh, a lot actually so that was NXT from April 1st 2020 we didn't get april fooled uh let's go to the forum the post wrestling mm. forum forum.postwrestling.com every wednesday we post up during nxt and if you comment or post in questions and stuff we'll read it here on the show uh do you want to start david sure we have eva from london random Shayna baszler fact Uh-oh. even though she's not on the show anymore yes uh Shayna baszler is a connoisseur of craft beer her favorite types of beer being porters and stouts wow if- I, I like a porter because your your name yeah yeah um, so so wait Shayna Baszler wrestles like the beer she drinks dark slow and not a lot of people enjoy it <laughs> I think you're reaching there wow okay uh, just wanted to say I feel bad with Mania around the corner that the first Mania appearance for Shayna Baszler is in front of no crowd. She has scratched and clawed for everything she has earned in both MMA and pro wrestling beginning in 2002 to reach WrestleMania. Instead of coming out to a crowd of 80,000 plus with a heavy metal band playing her to the ring live, she comes out to empty chairs. Whether you are a Baszler fan or a hater, she deserves better than this. Of course. I mean, they all, do. All, they all, all, do. all of these people do. I, I feel I, like I... Drew McIntyre, I really feel for. Yeah. Um, yeah, all of them. All of them. Uh, NXT on the whole this week was average. Weird how last week Austin Theory lost to Breeze and now he's on WrestleMania, huh? <laughs> Keep up the good work, Brady and Davey. Yeah, true. Well, yeah, wins and losses really don't matter. I mean, we see that. You were saying earlier, oh, I was really hoping Keith Lee would lose the secondary title so he can challenge for the main title. Yeah. It's wrestling true. logic, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, I realise that does like, sound fucked. It's they lose yeah. their last match before graduating to yeah. NXT. I think... Wasn't it Ty Dillinger was the only one not to do that? Yeah, he just left. He just you know, he beat Eric Young in a cage and then moved up. And then he went yeah. to, to do good things. To do so many good things in the world of wrestling. Now he's eating chicken on AEW. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, you know what? You know what? That's the best thing he's that doing he's all right. ever done. <laughs> 
Yeah, that made me pop the other week. Oh, yeah, it's true. You're eating chicken. Was so, fucking what, what we talked, this was something we brought up on our AEW show. The, I think it was two weeks ago where they're all gambling at ringside, yeah. at the heels, and they're kind of, they're singing, they're singing Judas, Judas. Yeah. And everyone's focusing on Sammy Guevara there. But what the best bit of it is. Is Sean Spears is just eating chicken in the background, them, <laughs> and he's and dancing. It's fantastic. He's like, <laughs> you know when you're like, maybe you've come home late and you got leftovers in the fridge. You're just kind of standing. The fridge is there, but you haven't like sat down. You're just still munching yep. on this chicken, and he's just like <laughs> Judas. Uh, yeah, we do do our AW. We do do. We do our AEW shows Thursdays. By the way, if people aren't, uh, they're like, wait, you guys don't talk about that show. Well, we do. Mm-hmm. Patreon, baby. And you can hear a review tomorrow for just 205 for $2. Yeah, we're doing our 100th cents. show. It's our 100th episode on Patreon. We go next to Chris Thunder from Down Under. Hey, yo, as I was lucky enough to watch Head to Head tonight, positives. I like the idea of having these takeover matches on TV this week and next. The presentation of NXT feels so much better than Raw and SmackDown right now. And I'm so happy for Dakota Kai to advance to the ladder match. Hopefully she can throw Candice LeRae off a ladder Hey, that's not bad. Hey, be nice. Candice is nice. This ne- <laughs> n- the Negatives, this replacement commentary was ter- terrible. This color guy is horrible. Poorly timed ad breaks. Legit the main event rung bell to start and we went straight to commercials. TNA gimmicks of Dexter Loomis, a.k.a. Samuel Shaw, and Joaquin Wilde, a.k.a. DJZ, were not over there years ago. So maybe we should start from scratch. Yeah, I mean, they're basically doing the same characters right. they were doing with TNA. Overall, a good show to sit back and relax to, given the current state of the world. And I give credit to NXT for pre-taping in advance. Yeah. Hey, thank you, Chris Thunder. Thank you. Um, yeah, um, it's it's just what we got. Like, what else are we supposed to do? I mean, should we take a moment to say, like, everything... Like, Florida's on lockdown now for, I yeah. believe, the next 30 days. Yeah. So... I think next week is taped. Beyond that, no. I don't think is taped. It's not. So whether WWE are going to try and find somewhere in another state or whether we're just going to have a few weeks of nothing, uh, we yeah. don't know. Uh, so yeah. watch this space. But we will be putting up something for you for free every Wednesday night. Yes. Yep. No matter Regardless what. whether there's NXT or not, maybe we'll do one of our Patreon shows on here and fill that gap. Maybe we'll do something else. We'll just chat about um, whatever. Maybe we'll just pick some. We're going to pick Stan Hansen versus matches Kenda Kavashi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we will find something and we will still talk to you every Wednesday You know, night. last night you fell asleep to uh, Ric Flair versus Terry Funk. I quit match. We were watching that. Oh, we did start that yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. It was okay. It was all right. It wasn't quite Kenta Kabashi level, but Ric okay. Flair the GOAT. Yeah. Um, go for it. Yeah, we go to Kissy Boots. Hello, NXT friends. Friends! Friends. I enjoyed the show tonight, despite heel Sam Roberts on commentary trying multiple times to get the line over about waiting for Kushida to impress him. Yeah. I really thought the way they did the overhead graphics on the introductions for the triple threat was a good idea and made it appear more sports-like while distracting from the silence between intros. I think the two luchadors are working for the Florida government and are just trying their best to enforce their 30-day stay-at-home order. Shotzi Blackheart coming out without the tank made me sad because the tank is totally over. Loomis looks like someone tried to cross stunning uh, stunning Steve Austin with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Here is something I just thought about. With no crowd and no picture-in-picture during commercial breaks, do you think the wrestlers are standing around until the commercial break is almost over? Well, no, this is... If it's taped, then they quickly just... 
And we're back in, da, da, da. or they still let it go, and then they go sh- during the they break. cut a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think that that first SmackDown they did do that. Yeah. I I believe from then on because that kind of leaked. Uh, I think they're still wrestling. Uh, it's it's unfortunate because yeah, someone got the dirty feed from um, like I work in TV. I know how all these feed things work. Mm. You know, you ever wonder like how did they get this footage of this guy doing this from the news thing or, mm. or things like that? It's because we so, certain stations get different feeds and stuff. So I believe it was a different country that had this the feed still going, and then it was the women's match I think where on that it was SmackDown, with Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss, yeah. and then they just stopped wrestling, and then the commercial came back. They started wrestling, so. Someone took that and posted it, and Alexa Bliss like went after them. And was like, "Yo, we're just trying to entertain you. Like, fuck off." Right? Yeah. But I think she deleted the tweet. But since then, like, she didn't actually say that. But not the F word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Alexa Bliss come is a sailor. No. Uh, so I I feel for them as well. It's like, yo, it's true. They're just doing a show, and it was like last minute and everything. So I, I can't hate them yeah. on anything like that. Um, so yeah, he goes on to say in all seriousness, I hope you guys and the whole NXT family stay safe and well during these quarantines and lockdowns. Now, if you will excuse me, I have to run away from two luchadors chasing me in a van. Yeah, you really yeah, do. Be safe. Especially yeah. if you live in Florida, if you live guys. In Florida, holy. Just like really stay at home. If you live in Florida, watch out for big cats, tigers, lions, and watch out for uh, luchadors to kidnap you. Yeah. And finally, last one here, Chris from Pennsylvania. Probably my biggest takeaway of the night is that they didn't forget about Raul Mendoza with the Lucha Dark Order kidnapping Wild tonight as well. The main event was good. My favorite spot was Lee just powerbombing Priest onto Dijakovic repeatedly. It was a little sad to see the NXT take over Tron in the background, and I think commercials did hurt this match a bit. The women's gauntlet was a good showcase for Shotzi, but it was hard to get into the rest since the field... We're mostly enhancement talent. I don't know what NXT plan the NXT plan is long term, but if these empty arena shows continue beyond next week, I'd ha- I'd love to see them give the performers a bit more promo time. The main roster has ha- really had some amazing promos over the past week, and I think it would be a good move to break up some of the wrestling with some more mic work. I I don't disagree. I feel most of the stories were just complete. Like there isn't yeah. there isn't much more to say. Like you've said everything there is to say for the gargano champa feud um cole is obviously kind of not there so there's only so much you can do so dream dream cut a little promo today i feel the the triple threat match we had tonight everything's been said there yeah the women's match is a like a multi-woman match so there's no real kind of heated feud there um i agree but i think once these matches are done it's going to be a fresh slate and we're going to be moving forward to new stories and i think that's when a lot of promo work will will be useful it's true and help. yeah once we move next to the next stories these stories were just waiting to to be told like yeah. to be shown the, the matches and stuff so we got to get through that before because what else can gargano really, and champa say with, with all of wwe we're just yeah. waiting for the season to end realistically right? mania has been like that for a while mm. mania seasons the past few years it's always been like well you know the matches you know so the what matches, else are yeah. we doing you can't do yeah. any anything else didn't they go into a mania one year with like one of the Matt Hardy things ending the show? Like it was like weird. There, there was one. I think it was. I think it was going into WrestleMania twenty nine, okay. if I'm right, which had the, which had on the undercard Ryback versus Mark Henry, Great. and I'm pretty sure that was the go home angle on Raw. That's fine. I might be talking completely out yeah, my ass be. here, but you I do should. remember Mark Henry closing something, going into a big event, and I think it was that one. Sounds great. Yeah, Can't fantastic. One of my best 
Show stealers. Next year we'll do best WrestleMania show stealers. And Mark Henry Ryback from 29 uh, was definitely well, on that show. That's all the feedback. Thank you, everyone, who writes in for feedback each week. We appreciate it. Um, so that was NXT. That's what you thought about it. Um, this weekend is WrestleMania. We will be doing a show on our Patreon. Um, I don't even know if I really like predictions. Like, eh, like it doesn't matter. Uh, we we did go through that on our WrestleMania moments yeah. uh, thing. Sure, so we did last week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, our Patreon right now is lit up. I know it's a hard time and some people don't have their jobs and stuff. And so it, it does help us out a lot. This is kind of what we do uh, for a living. And uh, we've been doing so many of these shows and it's been it's it's been helping us like being stuck at home doing yeah. podcasting is, is a lot of fun. And the feedback we've been getting from uh, from all our listeners, including you. Uh, we appreciate it all. Um, so, again, to quickly plug our Patreon, all the shows we do there, we do the best matches ever. We go back in time with What's Next, watching old NXT. Uh, Seth Rollins is still champion at the moment. Um, we're doing best match ever is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Ric Flair. Um, we're doing, uh, I know we have some of Up Yours coming out later in the yeah, month. Yeah, this month we have um, I Come in Peace, uh, a 1990 Dolph Lundgren Oh, it's because Brandon from New Jersey is trolling us. Yeah. Brandon from New Jersey. And we have Batman, the 1966... We're just being trolled. Uh, TV film. Because it's up yours. Um, yeah. yeah, we have uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Ric Flair. Masawa versus Kawada. We do our AEW review every Thursday as well. Yeah. And we chat about NXT and AEW and everything. So we do that every Thursday. And like we said, tomorrow, by the time you're listening to this, uh, 12... Uh, noon we're going live for our patrons uh for our 100th patreon show there so look for that if you are a patron but if you are like hey well now i'm listening to a lot more podcasts because all i can do is go for walks and runs and sit inside and do nothing now's the time uh five bucks a month for the north american tier gets you all these shows you get to listen to all the backlog you get to do listen to all all the stuff we put out this month and everything and it's five bucks and um it sounds to me asking someone for five bucks is a lot but it's not. It helps us so much. And uh, I don't know. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and we will close, as we always do, by saying thank you to yeah. some of our patrons who, who allow us to keep doing this show every Wednesday for free. As we said, even if there is no NXT, we will still be doing a yeah, show we'll on Yeah, we'll still Wednesdays be doing this show for, for you. you. Uh, and I would like to thank Keish. Thank you for becoming one of our patrons. You know, um, we, we we say our thank yous, and I've been doing the Dijakovic. Yes. Like, because he did that one time. He hasn't done it since because yeah. he knows people are making fun of him. But I never noticed that Damien Priest does those dance moves in his Oh, entrance. it's fantastic. So I know it's not as funny because it's a podcast. You can't hear me, it's but visual. I imagine me doing Damien Priest's uh, flash dance <laughs> during each time you say thank you to someone. <laughs> yes. So thank you, Keish. Yes. Thank you, Keish. Thank you, Jose Luis Serenil. Thank you, Caleb Kamarata. Thank you, Shannon Howanek. And thank you, Sunil Khan. Thank you so much for your patronage. Oh, I know. Yeah, all right. Yeah, you gave me all the easy names. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Tony Arthur. Thank you, Jared. Thank you, Ron E. Bosch. Bosch. Whatever it may be. Tez, Tess Botkin. And Seb Osborne, thank you all so much. Thank you, all the patrons, all the people listening to this show right now. Um, like, I know we do all the extra shows there, and that's kind of our 
our our big thing. But we still do this show every Wednesday. Like we said, we will continue to do this show. We are your NXT friends. friends. We'll continue to be your NXT friends. Friends. Whether it us not watching NXT anymore for a little while, we'll still do something. Yes. We'll still be here. We'll still do stuff. Because uh, we love the community that we've created and everything like that. So we're not going anywhere. We ain't going nowhere. No. We ain't going nowhere because it's bad boys for life. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we'll be back with so many shows because we just talk so damn much. Take care of yourselves. Self-isolate. Wash your hands. Um, you know, sanitize your phone too yeah like, that's always scary that's just scaring me and you know don't drive each other crazy we're all in this together we're all friends friends we're all essentially family here uh this can't be the way the world goes out this would be a lame way for this planet to go out so don't don't yeah i it... want a meteorite or the return of dinosaurs or something. yeah not not this. not a guy eating a bat no does he get to turn into batman at least no, no. It's rubbish yeah it's rubbish. trash rubbish ending. so uh, be, take care of yourselves, people, in this weird time of, of this pandemic and everything's crazy and wild. Just be safe, uh, as I always say. Um, so take care of yourselves. Take care. Goodbye. And Carol Baskin did kill her husband. Ahoy! From 3 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday, Buffalo Wild Wings Happy Hour has beer, cocktails, and bar food for 3 to 6 bucks. It's the perfect way to offset a long day. Text that hilarious joke about your boss to your boss. What? No, no. Try a $4 Coors Light Tall. Set your morning alarm for 6 p.m. That calls for $5 strawberry margaritas. So if you ask your phone why you're still single and... Ha, ha, ha. Seriously? Head to Buffalo Wild Wings Happy Hour from 3 to 6. At participating locations, taxes and fees apply. Dine-in only. Drink responsibly. Offers vary by location. Void where prohibited. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.